the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. This portion of our program brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Call them today, West Fountain 272-3340. Now, there's a lot of snow and ice. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body. It's a, a wild weather day. Again, there's a lot of snow and ice. There's a lot of uh, ice. It's warm out, obviously. It's a lot of uh, snow and ice are melting. Folks, be careful out there. There's a lot of black ice out there. And uh, and the good news is that some of the snow is going away because there's a lot of it. This is a rough winter. But the other thing is, again, if you're out there and for whatever reason you find yourself in an accident, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence, the original, the best. Again, it's uh, difficult out there as far as, now listen, I, I we've had a lot of snow. Um, I think it's nice to get a little fog and a little rain and warmer temperatures, uh, over the, uh, you know, it's over 50 degrees and get some of that snow out of here <laughs> a little bit. We're going to have some rain later in the week and hopefully get even more out of it here. But again, if whatever reason you're, you're in an accident, call West Fountain Auto Body 401-272-3340. Well, a story to monitor, and I have this up on the website to Petro.com and that is Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee who is in his second term, and he's the incoming governor, uh, you know, he's been pretty, you know, very diplomatic, good sport, very professional, trying to be supportive with the Ramundo people that really shut him out. For him to issue a statement saying, which he did, that he is um, not happy uh, with the state's vaccination program, the way it's going out. And, and when you think about, you know, he's still in communication, obviously, with his people, uh, a lot. And for him to issue, issue a statement, which he did yesterday, saying that kind of like he, he agrees with everyone else, uh, very unhappy with the rollout that's going on right now, right? Like his statement, like most, I'm not satisfied with the current administration's progress on vaccine distribution. And he mentions Connecticut is uh, ranked among the top in the nation. Now, he also said, when I become governor, I want to have all the information hit the ground running. Tells you several things. Number one, the Governor Mundo, that's a real shot at her. She doesn't like the fact that another state would be mentioned uh, above Rhode Island. Um, but And so mentioning Connecticut ranked like number one or one of the top ones. And, and uh, incoming Governor McKee said he's going to reach out to Connecticut Governor Led, uh, Ned Lamont, also uh, leaders at Harvard where Governor Mundo attended college, and uh, try to get us up to speed. There's no excuse. I have asked about this, and uh, the the head of the Rhode Island Department of Health, Dr. Nicole Alexander-Scott, she always, you know, last Thursday, she came out with the rah-rah speech, and everyone's doing such a fantastic job. And then you find out that, how about 12, 12 to almost 15% of the vaccines have been given out to people who don't even live in Rhode Island. Some of them work in Rhode Island, but they don't live in Rhode Island. They're supposed to be Rhode Island residents. And again, they say, well, we're taking a very tactical approach. 46%, the New York Times has Rhode Island dead last with the vaccine. 46% of the vaccines are thrown away, not even used. That's incompetence. That's poor planning. I think in a very short amount of time, I think you're going to see a change with the Rhode Island Department of Health. I think that there are other competent people there. We've seen some of it, like a Dr. McDonald, Dr. Nicole Alexander-Scott. That was Governor Raimondo's choice. She is really, she's not good at these press briefings. She's not. She rambles. She doesn't give uh, clear, concise answers. I, I, listen, it's not for everyone. Dr. McDonald seems a little more comfortable with it. You can see that Dr. McDonald even a couple times has questioned when uh, certain people connected with the hospital were getting the vaccine, and then he was kind of put in the corner a little bit, put in the doghouse for speaking very candidly about it. And his comments then drew Attorney General Pena Narona to say, maybe we should take a look at this, but something's going to give. Now, the good news is that 
now the, the Senate is on winter break right now. I believe early next week is when Governor Mundo will get a full Senate vote, you know, with her commerce nomination that did make it out of committee. She should be confirmed. The moment that that happens, she is sworn in by Vice President Kamala Harris. I believe that once she is sworn in, she effectively resigns as governor of Rhode Island. And then Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee would be sworn in. From what I understand, they were expecting that could happen early next week. So this could be the final full week of Governor Armando. I know she's come under a, a lot of heat lately, and justifiably so. This The system is not set up for, there's a different when there's a transition. I think this, you know, it's not easy. This is odd. Someone's leaving midterm. Uh, but just the way this is dragging on, I'll, I'll say this, Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee, for him to put out this statement saying that he's also not satisfied with the progress. And it sounds like, and from what we're hearing, the Raimondo people are not sharing a lot of information with them. Now, that's wrong. They may not like what's happening. They may not like him. They may not like him and his staff. And then apparently some people that are finding that they don't maybe uh, are going to have a job with his new administration, that then they're um, taking away, like taking it out on him and not giving out the information. But I welcome the fact that he's willing to look at this and the fact that he has to say, I, I look forward to getting, think of that. I look forward to getting all the information. I'll be able to hit the ground running. I mean, at this point, whether it's coming from Governor Armando or someone else, the fact that they are not sharing all the information with this man is really inexcusable. So, all right, that and a lot more. It's a very rainy, wet Tuesday right here on the John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time full-time, maybe weekend work, you need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508 508- 336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional and she's been doing this work for 25 years contact karen etchells at innovast digital marketing she will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results she's local and responsive give karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799 that's 401-321-2799 or find karen on the web at www.innovast.com. The heating season is here. Folks, you need to call JKL Engineering today. JKL 401-351-7600. Let JKL Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system. The energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you think no gas, hey, guess what? No problem. Let JKL Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates of the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL is Carry Factory Authorized Dealer, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 50 years, JKL's reputation second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved national grid BPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL 
system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available. They're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call JKL Engineering right now, residential or commercial, at 401-351-7600. JKL, they'll do it right the first time. Now call them. You don't want to get stuck with an inefficient heating system. What if it starts to get really cold? Call JKL right now. Free quote, free estimate. Estimates are free. Financing is available. 401-351-7600. Rhode Island, Massachusetts. It's JKL Engineering. 401-351-7600. You're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays, folks. We start at 11 and we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. It is time for our segment, DePietro Debate. With me, she is uh, one of my siblings, Donna Perry. She is a write-up columnist for the Sun Chronicle. And DJ, obviously, that was a uh, very eventful weekend, uh, especially Saturday. Initially, at one point, they were it was talked that they were going to go down the road of starting to bring witnesses into this Trump impeachment trial, the Senate trial. Uh, they opted not to, but um, there's a lot of different facets to it. But I'm anxious to hear just some of your initial thoughts on what we saw take place on Saturday. Yes, and, and good to be with you. Um, I, I think that it not only showed that there remains um, a bit of a split within the Republican Party on how they, how they view Trump, but I also think it showed that's, that actually there's a majority of Republicans that want to stand by him. Um, and I, I think this was a, a larger issue that I think the lawyers for Trump, uh, by reaching acquittal, John, I think that despite some of the rocky early start, I think they did a good job on really almost this constitutional question. And, and to say, you know, the layout of, of the um, case and, and the behavior of some of the House managers and that it just, I just think as the week went on, it almost got easier for the Republicans to do what they did, because I think, John, it just really looked it just got so political. Um, and, and I think it gets a little bit away from, you know, what was really on trial there. I, I do think two things came out of that, in my view. So it's not like a perfect outcome. I think for the public just and this was uh, I was repetitive on the part of the managers on purpose, but you know, a lot of the video that a lot of people maybe had not seen, had not had time to see. It's very chilling. It It is a wild mob. You know what I mean? Like, I think it, it did that part for those who wanted to put that imprint on it. However, I think that uh, and it, it went right to the way McConnell kind of split the whole thing down the middle and how he voted to acquit. However, he then made a very damning statement about what he sees as Trump's, you know, behavior. Um, so I think in that way he's acquitted, uh, but I do think um, Trump in the, for the wider independent voter is damaged, but he was acquitted. And I think the view that, that, you know, Democrats are just using this almost like to keep going after Trump. I do think yes. that notion now really prevails. You know, it, that's an excellent point. And it's interesting, Donna Perry, because I think the divide that does exist right now, it does. Let's just stay between the two parties. But anyone that was remotely a Trump supporter as they were watching this, listen, let, let's all be honest. It, it, the, the irony was not missed that all summer long we watched everything that was going on in the major cities. And there was never any outcry or frowning that it was wrong to you know, destroy right. the police department of yep. Minneapolis. When you think about New York City, Bill de Blasio, you can't get more progressive than Bill de Blasio. And that certainly didn't stop the crowds and the mobs from destroying downtown New York City, Manhattan, boarded up stores in endless nights of rioting. And I think that's what it, it's it's if you were sitting and watching a focus group with Democrats yep. they're cheering on the going after Trump, how dare he send the mob down there? And then if you're Trump supporters, you're like, well, these people didn't say a word all summer, even when they were in D.C. tearing down monuments. Right. And I that's that's a great frame up, J.D., because I think that is what I thought was the very smart 
the turn of as the days went on of Trump's team. See, the lingering impression to me is going to be now that if there was a wild, violent protest, a Black Lives Matter thing that gets out of control, I think it's going to make it very, very difficult for leading Democrats to turn their head and say, oh, I don't see anything going on. I, I, I think actually this will absolutely have that long-term impact on that yep. Be- because they decided to make the videos the centerpiece of the argument. So uh, I think this has long legs when you think of how that will go forward. And I think it's going to give pause to Democrats and whether it's Antifa running around uh, Seattle and Portland as they continue to do or they do in different phases. You know, I think it's going to um, really, really force them to not ignore if there is a future large uprising or revolt or there's a huge incident and then suddenly, you know, there's thousands and thousands of people in the street and taking over bridges. This now will be very difficult for top Democrats to just uh, say, oh, we, we have no problem with this. Donna Perry, what did you make of or think of Mitch McConnell? And, uh, you know, because to me, he made it very clear. He announced, I'm not voting for impeachment. I'm voting to acquit. He did that. And then afterwards, though, he had very sharp words for the former president. Um, he gets knocked by some. I'm still a fan. He juggles. That's a very difficult job. Yeah, I think in many ways he is still upset feeling the president cost him the Senate because of what happened in, in Georgia. But what, what did you make of Mitch McConnell in his comments afterwards? Well, or I, actually, um, yeah, immediately following that yeah. they voted to acquit. And so and like what I'm trying to get at is, is you have two separate things here. Again, I don't think anyone can say they can look at what occurred on January 6th and not find that at times, frankly, it was chilling. Um, and I, I don't think there's any re, you know, way you can doubt that those people felt they were Trump supporters. And many thought that's what they were doing, what he wanted them to do. Yep. Um, that case was laid out there. I think that's very problematic of how people will view Trump long term. I think what McConnell was trying to do, and it is a difficult thing. I mean, he is a constitutionalist. Uh, he has an op-ed out also about this. And he, so I think he saw two things here. He said constitutionally, um, he, he felt they, they really, the, it was inappropriate to have the forum and, and, you know, the trial the way it, way it was when now that Trump is fully out of office. But the separate issue with him, I, I think what's fascinating is this is almost coming down to, for the party, is this like Mitch McConnell's Republican Party or Donald right. Trump's? I mean, they're yeah. kind of at a head to head. And but the reason I would caution when people feel that, oh, it's so obvious, 74 million voters and, and all the polls show people are still with Trump. Here's the thing where a guy like McConnell, who's been around Washington for three decades, here's what he does know, though, when he talks about who is elected to the U.S. Senate, J.D., is different sometimes than who can get in a U.S. House seat. And yes. he knows that and he knows the history of that. And that really matters. And I know people might think that gets like technical, but no, not really. He, I will also say this about, okay, if you're the leading Republican senator like that, he's really in control of the relationship to the donors. And I've said this before, the donors yep. of the Republican Party come from the Bush circle these are deep pocketed people. They are also right. sometimes the vice presidents of very large companies in this in this nation that people might not realize that they don't like what they saw with Donald Trump yeah. on January 6th. They don't. Um, and I think McConnell, maybe more than like a lot of pundits, he knows that he was speaking in my view as much to the donor class as they call it on that when he made that very blistering comments on trump he was because jd without that over time i mean i this is you know i know people don't like when i hit on trump i don't see trump using a lot of his money or whatever he's going to move around for his money for a lot of future races i don't see it and he's not going to have his hands on the rnc money and i i think people don't understand that so I think McConnell is plays the long game and he wants more senators. He doesn't like a 50, 50 split. 
That's that's politics, but I think that was a big part of what he was doing there. Yeah, and then also, you know, that phone call that then was put in the record. I mean, yeah. that was on January 6th. It's Kevin McCarthy, uh, minority leader, but if they retake the House, he becomes the speaker. And his words to the <laughs> yeah. then-sitting president, there are a few people that could get away with that, yeah. but then, hey, a week ago, there was Kevin McCarthy down in Florida at Mar-a-Lago. So it, it shows, and I think you're exactly right, it shows that people like Mitch McConnell McCarthy, they do play the long game. They view it as, yeah. listen, you're going to see different people come and go with, from that White House, but this is, in his case, this is the House. We have the power. This is the Senate. Uh, but at the same time, what did you make of Nikki Haley? There it is during impeachment week saying, you know, he led us the wrong way. I shouldn't have followed him. Now, to me, that is tone deaf because President Trump really, you know, he did make her an ambassador. I'm not convinced she has a tremendous future in politics, but I think after doing that, what what is the point of of you know kind of piling on during a week right. that is you know obviously the president's under attack in that way. Well, right, and the old expression in politics: talk about put your finger in the wind. I mean, she waited till yeah. it was like okay, day four, and then there's like you know wild videos that are like obviously very disturbing to. I'm sorry, anybody. I don't see how you could not see that and see what was really Correct. going on there. So um, yeah. someone like that is, you know, it, I, it's not a portrait in courage, as they might say. I mean, if she felt sure. and she had every right, I think she had a lot of, you know, people looked at her as kind of very, um, you know, reputable person. I think if she felt that she did not like the way Trump operates anymore, she could she should have said that in the late fall after he after the election, in my view. Yeah. Um, Donna Perry, that answers that that brings to the question, just your opinion, who is the head of the Republican Party? Because I I don't see how you make an argument that right now it's all about power. But right now he still has and commands, you know, tremendous loyalty. You saw the crowds out in uh, Florida yesterday on President's Day, whether they like it or not. (laughs) I know know many want to move on from him. How I'd, I'd like to hear the argument that he's still not the head of the Republican There's no party. way he's not um, the central figure of the party. Um, yeah. And and someone else has noted that tr- Trump plays it a different game. And, uh, you know, but that's why they're always very, I think, some of the, the longtime people like McConnell. He's so mercurial, though, and you don't know really what he's going to do. And so I think that they're I think the top of the party is very weary of him at this point. But yes. with the public, well, with the base, there's no question. Some might say he's been more empowered by being acquitted because he he just can use his line that, oh, it was a witch hunt. All they are is, quote, after me. I think that that there's no question that that just permeates into the population like that. This is, yep. you know, this is kind of um, what has been set up. It's like um, Trump is a populist and the Democrats are after him and don't like him. I mean, I, I think you can't get say that what happened last week, that doesn't change that narrative, um, which plays to his advantage. And there's no question, John, any conventional sitting senator uh, and even governors, I can't name anyone who you could remotely say right now uh, has the juice, as they say, that he does with his hold right. on the on the voters. Yep. Now, Mitch McConnell, before we take a break, Mitch McConnell said, I think his recent comment was latest was he thinks there's a constructive role for President Trump yeah. to play in the party. And then but at the same time, the Wall Street Journal, their editorial said they do not see him. He, they feel he cannot win a general election again. Uh, after what happened with the sixth. Before we go to the break, what do you, what do you think of those two comments? I I personally don't see him as a national uh, elected official again. I think partly it's, let's be honest, his age a little bit. I mean, you know, um, I I just don't, I don't see, I think you said this a while ago and it was so true, you know, lightning in a bottle. I mean, the magic that pulled together 2016, it, it just came together. Um, I don't see that. And I think that, the, the thing, the Democrats advantage out of all this, John, is there's an old thing in politics. You know, when you're arguing against someone, you want the simplest thing that you can use against them, not right. a technical thing. Well, anyone understands 
when they saw, again, those videos live on forever. And I think that's yes. the number one thing. And I just want to add to that, though. It's not just that. there. And I go back to this, but politics is about money. And that's why McConnell yes. knows that. So, yeah. Quick break. Folks, a lot more Donna Perry, The Sun Chronicle, right here on The John DePietro Show. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for Mega MEGA, Mega truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates. FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508 508- 336-2110-508-336-2110. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This winter, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Make Henry Oil make the switch Make Henry Oil your reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery company. 401-521-0200. Residential, commercial, fuel oil delivery, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Remember, with Henry Oil, automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Check out their website, henryoil.com, or call them today, 401-521-0200. Henry Oil. Since 1947, they have a great family history, and they are just terrific. You can depend on Carmine and Lori and the great folks at Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Check them out online at henryoil.com. Residential and commercial fuel oil delivery service contracts, budget plans, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass, it's Henry Oil. Call them 401-521-0200 this winter. I'm asking you to switch to Henry Oil online at henryoil.com. We're speaking with Donna Perry, columnist, writer, folks of the Sun Chronicle. DJ, before we get to some of the other topics, I want to just have you, uh, touch on you wrote a great column last week that people can read um and it was in praising of tom brady and just the element of you know perseverance and determination and uh just a lot of good lessons to be taken from his latest super bowl win right and thanks for noting that you know uh and i felt like first of all from a baseline thing we all needed that little break from this Dreary winter, the pandemic is now with us one year. Um, And it was just, you know, an exciting February night and to have the Brady magic again. But I I really do think he kind of, um, he, victory, defeat, and I called it redemption too. And I think like he he just offers a lot of lessons that uh, he has transcended football, John. He's transcended sports, frankly. He's, He's like a cultural icon at this point. Um, and I do, you know, I do think that sometimes that's lost in a lot of the, um, conversations and narratives, you know, we hear in in the culture of, you've talked about this in the past, what sports teaches young men is actually very, very important. And it's this idea of, you know, you never give up in the team and, and, 
for a guy to be this long in such a competitive level of one of, you know, the NFL is almost like a big institution of this country. Um, and to be as well regarded as he is says a lot about his character. Uh, and I wasn't really setting out to contrast him with what we just saw over the past months with the president. But I think, you know, there's something about a guy that is a real competitor, but knows victory and can accept defeat and also can say, here's where I did it wrong. And I think Brady is very famous for that. Um, And then I also felt in a way, when you look at how for our new England fans, and when you look at how he left in that very um, unfortunate end of the, of the season before he decided to leave the team, um, I think it was also kind of a redemption game for him. And I think it's just, it's just like a, a really nice lesson. You know, he's 43 and he <clears throat> puts it all on the line and, um, and just, you know, to say it, it really was like a game of victory, defeat and redemption, you know. Um, now, uh, closer to home, yeah. there's two stories. And again, folks, it's the John DePietro show with us is Donna Perry, writer, columnist for the Sun Chronicle. One is that I want you to touch on it. Now, of course, after the election of November, how they want to conduct elections going forward. And then you're also seeing this controversy in Texas right now with uh, what's coming on with this major storm and the losing power. But uh, the controversy right now in mass regarding the climate saga. Absolutely. Like the, and this was a very messy thing that was playing out last week. Um, you know, B- Baker, you don't see that often really caught in a, in a tight spot. And that's what happened. Um, so we, the undersecretary for climate was the guy's very high ranking title, David Ismay. He was caught in um, a virtual a Zoom discussion with a Vermont Climate Council. But he does all these you know, types of councils. They're in all these states um, around the region. And he was caught, and it went viral, that he was saying things like, talking about the average homeowner, you know, taxpayer, a motorist, senior citizen. And he was saying, um, we really have to put the screws to them uh, and and even took it as far, J.D., to almost say, like, we have to break their will. And he was talking about, see, th- this is kind of the perspective of some in the climate movement that sh- should be very troubling to everybody. And this is this notion of their view, which is very condescending to the average person, of mm. of how to get people. What they're getting at is to kind of, quote, John, change behavior of your yeah. consumption, whether it is heating fuel in your house or putting gas in your car. This, this is this fight over fossil fuels and these um, emission reduction targets. And so there is a bill on uh, Beacon Hill right now, very much at the heart of this. But as his comments in the, com- you know, in the uproar got a little louder and louder, I personally spoke with um, the Mass Fiscal Alliance folks, uh, Paul Diego Craney. He was very good on this. He put out a lot of statements. He pressured the administration and he said, so you think it's okay for someone to say, we're going to put the screws to senior citizens on a fixed income or something, or, you know, the average guy runs a small business and all this other stuff. And then Baker became more uncomfortable. The days went on, boom, they announced he quote, you know, resigned. Okay. So it was like, you know, the old, (laughs) you you need to leave. So, um, and that, big climate legislation, they, it, it has very aggressive, um, you know, emission reduction targets, JD, for 2040, 2050. And I, I know in the middle of all the politics, people are maybe not paying attention, but I, they need to, because this is our future. And there's a lot of, you know, the climate policy people who can be very extreme, JD, they, um, they yes. see, so here's what's comparing that to what's going on. In- well, they're very aggressive. And, you know, the Sunrise Movement. And look at what's going on right now in Texas. Those people have no power. And that leads me to that. This is a joke. Because here's what it is. The extremists, and this guy is is really in that category. See, John, they see a future of no oil or gas, despite what. Think of that. First of all, gas today. And I've seen a good lobbyist trying to explain this. They call it biofuel. Gas today is not from when we were kids running around the 70s. Right. cleaner uh this and they do processes with oil too the idea and this is playing out right now in texas that you are going to have 
wind power, and solar. Oh. That's why what's happened to Texas, because of legislation, this is important to know, they're pushing through this stuff that they want it to be all green sources. Well, guess what happened yeah. to the, the blades? They freeze in frigid temperatures. Now, That's if they're right. freezing in Texas, everyone in the Northeast better wake up. Do you want to have that when we live through frigid months at a time? Yeah, ridiculous. So, and President Trump used to actually mock that at the rally saying, well, you know, we can't watch television tonight because there's no wind. Right. And so, so and my argument, John, if I just bring it all together for a second, this is my argument with some of the Republicans, though. You can't just be obsessed with let's have grievances and let's go back and revenge for Trump. These issues are right. playing out. Biden's going to get yes. away with them if right. the Republicans need to have more unified battles on these other issues, whether it's the voting and the climate yeah. legislation. So, Well, during the debate, if you remember, President Trump said, really, you feel that you want out Lord in five <laughs> years. That's pretty significant. He was the one that pointed out. Now, when it comes to voting, uh, President Trump aside, I, I and I know we're not supposed to say that uh, there was anything wrong with the election, but I think there were a lot of things wrong with the election and Massachusetts. And now you're going to see in Rhode Island as well. They want to make the way the election was just held back in November. They want to now make that the norm. Yes. So what's happened in mass, they want to make mail voting permanent. For every election, oh. uh, Secretary of State, get ready. Here it comes. Bill Galvin just filed that legislation. Now, again, the convenience of it, if it is a mo well-monitored, you know, secure system. Now, I will say, I think Massachusetts had a lot more safeguards than you see in other states. I haven't really oh, yeah. seen what the legislation is, but I think th that's what I'm trying to say. These are the kind of issues Republicans have to really start refocusing on some of this stuff. Um, maybe yes. that's fine, but you need to understand what are the safeguards? Is Are there signature checks you know is there registration um you know checks on on people and not just like oh well, somebody filled this out here it came in the you know mail-in box they had in front of town halls and you know no questions asked there's the ballot so i think that's yeah. going on the other thing that's um in massachusetts and you might see this also coming this regional senator rosh who's in my area now she's put in to change the primary date from September to June um, in Massachusetts. So what would that mean? That would, you know, you'd have a longer general election season between two candidates. Um, that can go both ways. I mean, some people might say in mass, yeah. when you have entrenched Republicans, John, though, that doesn't really work in their favor, especially a lot of these old time right. Democrats. So, you know, that that's kind of interesting. And these are things, though, that are bubbling up on the side and I, and people have to start paying attention. And I think you'll see mail ballot, you know, trying to make that permanent. And also John, all the early oh. voting they want to extend in mass. Yes. No, both very dangerous <laughs> folks. Quick break. A lot more Donna Perry, writer, columnist, Sun Chronicle right here on the John DePietro show. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 321-2799 that's 401-321-2799 or find karen on the web at www.innovast.com what's the point of having an appliance if it doesn't work properly or maybe you have problems with it i'll tell you what you should do as i like to say if your appliance is dying just call ryan ryan's appliance repair 401 710 7096. Easy to remember. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 7096. I've used Ryan on several occasions, whether it's for your washing machine or maybe your dryer or the refrigerator or your stove or oven or microwave, any appliance. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401 710 7096. I was having a problem with our, our clothes dryer. What would happen? It wouldn't turn on. No way they were going to dry the clothes. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair. He fixed that 
in about five minutes and the oven wouldn't heat up. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. He fixed the, he fixed the, the oven in about five minutes. Folks, call them. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. Senior citizens discounts are available and Saturday appointments are available. Come on, call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. We're speaking with Donna Perry, folks. She is a uh, columnist writer for the Sun Chronicle. And DJ, a couple of quick topics. Uh, one, you know, I, I'm actually, nothing as good as coming out of that Lincoln project. But to me, all the people that jumped in on that, they go way too much ink. It was all the never Trumpers. And the way that that thing is imploding now with yes. the money and the sexual allegations. Uh, again, the Republican Party is certainly having some, some problems right now. But I, for one, I was just tired of reading all these Lincoln Project, George Conway, uh, all the different people that would never Trump is all part of that. Lincoln. Yeah. And, you know, J.D., I have to admit, when it first was formed, I was a little fooled. I thought, OK, so I thought this was kind of like, like I say, the Bush crowd that they were just like, wow, we're really done with Trump. And, you know, as time has gone on, the, the, this is really what this was. Um, it's taken me time to kind of, you know, read and follow up on what was really going on here. You know, when you talk about people like Rick Wilson, there's a guy, Stu Stevens. Now he's staying in the background now. Schmidt, these other people. In the old days, J.D., there was never a presidential campaign that they were not in on the action. And you have yep. to remember the presidential campaigns. OK, that's the money. That's the money shot. Right. Like these when they right. be, began to be, even if it's at a primary level. These are hundred million dollar situations, right? So if you're yeah. the big consultant, and there's a lot of evidence about this now, JD. Now they were with the other Republicans during the 16, and Trump just knocked them all down. Okay, so because yeah. of that, there's I think there'll be background reporting. Some of them quietly they wanted to get on the Trump train, okay? Correct. Right, and he said yeah. not. Not happening, fellas. Right. They didn't well, hire them. Guys like that, they have enriched themselves for 40 years in Washington. Rick Wilson, especially, he's that type. J.D., they were like, we will destroy you. That's how they look at it. Yeah. That's how they operate. So yep. now you have this big mess. The guy, uh, Weaver, and he's, uh, you know, charged with cr that's criminal behavior, sexually harassing oh. teenage guys, getting involved in the yeah. thing. Um, and, and all the rest of it. But I also think what's going to have to happen, where did the money go? Well, right. Well, you and I know how they are. OK, yeah. so they would set up side companies. It didn't have his name on mm. it like a Rick Wilson. Right. He was the beneficiary. They set up like a low level wow. RNC person and said, oh, yeah. So this yep. is our polling company and blah, blah, blah. Huh. So wow. I think that's imploding. Um, completely. It is. There's going to be a lot of fallout. Now, Donna Perry, we have two nominations that now, this week, down in D.C., they are uh, on uh, February break, then they come back. Now, the McKee people, uh, and there's certainly the infighting now between outgoing Governor Raimondo and current incoming Governor Dan McKee, certainly going up a level with him criticizing her yep. on the vaccine rollout. His people are telling the Boston Globe they think he's going to be sworn in next week and um and it and it's about time because with governor Amundo, this has just gone on too long and it's what's what's bad is you have her former chief of staff now director of administration brett smiley he gets caught up with the fundraising for the mayor so he had to announce he's resigning and this vaccine rhode island is ranked dead last in the nation yeah, with the vaccine and I think it's also interesting. He released a statement saying, saying yesterday, I can't wait till I'm governor so I can get all the information. And from what, you know, we I've learned from that is the, the Raimondo people are still being very difficult mm -hmm. with him and almost like in denial and not giving him everything. This is um, this situation can't, you know, come to a head or end soon enough because this is very unproductive the way you're talking about people's lives and all this, uh, you know, inner, both two Democrats, both fighting over the right. Vaccine. And, and to to really cut to the chase, um, the politics around her getting 
the committee vote, they want to get her through because, you know, Senator Whitehouse, all these people who are pushing for her, John, behind the scenes, it's not lost on him that there's bad headlines building around her quickly. They don't want something to go viral that you have the Commerce Secretary right. nominee caught up in things that could start looking really bad. And, and her, frankly, it looks bad already. I mean, to say that her own state is last in vaccine distribution yeah. Then you've got this, you know, chief of staff or, or head of administration thing that looks a little Director bit scandalous. But at the same time, as you saw, there's the huge puff piece yes, in the New right. York Times on her. And touch on yes. that, Donna Perry, because you can tell, as someone that has worked both in government and also in media, that was spoon-fed. A regular reporter would not say, boy, wasn't that incredible how there it was, the female governor on stage with the a woman of color, a female from the Department of Health, and there's the Latino woman uh, who's the education commissioner. That that was fed to Absolutely. the New York Times in that way. Well, whatever public relations person in New York that Gene has been using to get, they, they call that you get stories placed, very favorable nationally. Yeah. Boy, she, they're, they're making their money. That, that, and I tweeted that out last week, but that was a remarkable uh, nothing but a bouquet of roses to Gina Raimondo. Mm. And then, but it also shows, and I think, you know, the average Rhode Island person should be very miffed at this because what it showed was there was a strategy behind the whole year of her sidelining McKee. You know, let's face yeah. it, the old Irish white male. It's like she yeah. wanted the optics and the New York Times just took the ball and ran with it for her. They wanted the optics of, three women on the stage and you know they dutifully yeah. wrote and two women of color and that was when she had an infante green and dr scott now dr scott yeah. is rightfully in that role but the point is to sideline your lieutenant governor because you want this imagery that that's you know and this is the personal you know the politics style of of the Democratic Party right now. You you know, it's all about like who, who is, you know, the identity of the person. Yeah, it's the, all optics. the optics. So yeah. I feel that that is now blowing up in her face because Rhode Island, she's handing mm. off the whole thing in the vaccination, um, you know, muddled vaccination process for the state to McKee, who was left out of a lot of things. I, I am very glad to see he needs to more aggressively in my opinion, at this at this point, John, he needs to aggressively insert himself. He should not have to tip around. Oh, yeah. By the tiptoe around, he's already was a duly elected number two. He's inheriting That's the right. state. He's yes. not just some guy. So I almost think yeah. he's been overly, you know, polite. He he needs to take a page out of like a Trump playbook and say, "Excuse me, I'm becoming the governor." And I, there is not going to be one meeting. You don't do one thing that I'm not in on this. And even if it, you know, all the way through to the Department of Health. Um, and I may just say, if I can, I, I find it's unacceptable that they give this flimsy sort of spokesperson excuse about, well, Rhode Island is taking a very targeted approach. John, uh, so is every state. They have. So I mean, is everyone. Connecticut, yeah. You don't have that different of a big de demographic thing. I think it was, no. you nailed it weeks ago. It's this idea that you picked yes. out one small city. You said everyone in central yeah. falls has to get vaccinated first, That's what they've done and they've had the most Ian, 12% of the vaccines have gone to people who don't live in oh Rhode my Island. Gosh. Well, and, and in I, Rhode yeah. So, well, I was just going to go say ahead. Finally, <laughs> so, final so, the final thing about that. What, why isn't it being reported that her strategy of Central Falls. First of all, if those people, some people were frontline workers, well, they're in the front, the first phase anyway. But by going yes. that route, isn't the, aren't they, isn't Rhode Island violating the CDC recommendation of how to do this anyway? Yeah. yeah. I, I've questioned Dr. Scott on that. She maintains this whole element about equity. But when it came down to setting restrictions, she said, no, you got to treat everybody the same. But now when it comes to the vaccine, she said, oh, no, these people have to go to the front of the line. So, Donna Perry, how can people read your fine work? So, thank you. It's book? on my Facebook page, Donna Perry, Donna DePietro Perry. Um, and I tweeted out at Donna Perry MA1, and they are the Sun Chronicle.com. And there's a lot, always a lot of great work by uh, everybody over there. So, DJ, great job. Stay great.
While the pandemic rages on, you need to stay healthy. You need to take care of your health. You need to stop it and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Call Marie. I call her the Queen of Health, 401-305-3585. You've seen her store. It's right in that old white church. It's My Health, because, folks, it's about your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Shop local. Stop it and see Marie. What do we have? Well, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies, who understand quality, integrity, local products like the incredible acai berry. She also has honey, maple syrup. Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, has over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. The service is the best plus hemp and CBD products, plus massage therapy, reflexology, Pilates. Folks, stop it and see her. It's my health because it's about your health and staying healthy and children's vitamins. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401-305-3585. Stop in and see Marie. And it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, because remember, it's your health. Stop it and see Marie at It's My Health. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. R.E. Coogan Heating. Call Coogs today. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Remember, whether it's plumbing, heating, or cooling, residential services, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone, they say. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today at 401 732 6562 401 It's R.E. Coogan and Heating. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable for plumbing, heating, and cooling. From winter to summer, the trained technicians provide 100% service, one customer at a time. From service calls to maintenance agreements to installation, R.E. Coogan Heating, proud to help residential customers. They pride themselves. They make customer service and satisfaction a top priority. As they say, as Coog says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today, 401-732-6562, 401-732-6562. It's Coog's. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, easiest thing to do is log on to my website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Now there, you can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live. You can also contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. We also have all our links to social media. We have uh, links to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or also on YouTube. You can also read many of the exclusive stories that we do. We have exclusive video. You can also shop and get some of the merchandise. And at the same time, if you ever miss an episode of the John DePietro Show, if you ever miss a segment, you just log on and right at the top, it says radio show. Click onto that. It'll bring you right there and you can listen. It's all in the library fashion. It all starts by logging right on at depetro.com. 